Okay. All right, I'll now put, uh, put that motion. All those in favour? This is to bring um, the FDBA into open council. Okay. Thank you. I declare that carried unanimously. So that's right. A council, uh, Hampton and Aitken seconded. Okay, so we're right now. All right, so that can appear up on the screen now. Um, Andrew. Thanks, Councillor Hampton. Um, Mr Mayor, can I second that? When you yes, you can second it. Uh, for the people in the gallery, this item that uh, is now being debated and discussed has just been brought from closed council by resolution of this council into open council. Um, normally, well, generally closed council items are confidential, but this is, as, uh, as we've just uh, done, brought into open council, so uh, you're welcome to have a look at it and uh, you'll do be I, hearing... Do I think I need to read this out? ...some debate. Yes, you will. Okay, so... Um, do you, want to move, uh, do you want to read it out, I'll Councillor? read it. One, uh, that Council retracts all previous offers to the FB, FDBA regarding rental and lease terms, but confirms that Council will honour the current lease arrangements for the existing premises. Two, agrees to commit an additional $1 million to the Stage 1 development to replace the $1 million uh, conditional commitment made by the Frankston District Basketball Association, FDBA. With this funding to be allocated from Council's Strategic Projects Reserve. Three, confirms the Chief Executive Officer, CEO, author, authority to enter into a contract with DEVCO Pro, uh, Project and Construction Management Proprietary Limited, DEVCO, to the Stage 1 extension project as previously approved by Council. Four, request the CEO to take all necessary measures to expedite the commencement of construction. Five, request that a further report on management and occupancy arrangements for the, the redeveloped facility be brought back before Council no later than the 31st of March 2018. Authorises the CEO to proceed with planning and design work for Stage 2 of the redevelopment, but not to proceed with the procurement of the Stage 2 works as previously agreed until funding is secured and a new lease management of... Uh, management or hire arrangements is finalised. Such works are to include A, the installation of retractable seating, additional car parking and fire service upgrades. B, upgrade of the toilets and change rooms that were to be undertaken by the FDBA. C, administration in high performance areas. 7, request the CEO to advise the FDBA of Council's decision in particular. A, any prior offer made by council, including relief from rental during the construction period, is withdrawn. B, council will honour the current lease terms and conditions, including current rental. C, council will require access over part of the uh, demised lease area to allow construction work to be completed. D, council will consider future management occupancy arrangements for the redevelopment facility by the 31st of March 2018. E. Council will continue to plan, scope and design the Stage 2 works. And F. Written confirmation from the FDBA is required, providing Council and its contractor with access to the leased premises to, upstage, to undertake the Stage 1 extension works. 8. Releases this resolution only following the ex execution of the construction contract with DEBCO. Okay, Councillor Hampton. Um, 
with your permission, we'll remove part eight because yes, it's no longer relevant. It's not required. Okay. okay. So you're so moving? I'm, I'm moving that, yeah. And Councillor Toms, you're seconding? Councillor Mayor. Hampton, as uh, Yes, do you have a question? I was going to uh, ask a question. Yes, of course. Through you, Mr Mayor, uh, given the volume of information within that recommendation, would one of the officers be prepared to summarise the position of Council? That's a good, good idea. Actually, there's been a lot of information and a lot of actual misinformation um, that the members of the public and the people in the gallery and the media haven't been aware of, so it would be most appropriate to go through exactly what uh, has transpired. Okay, Mr. CEO, are you able to do that? Or? Um, to you, Mayor, to the councillors and the gallery, and um, I'll certainly start. Um, uh, Mr. Federico, Mr. Vass have been involved in the discussions uh, over a long, extended period of time. Has this been moved and seconded? Yes. Um, quite clearly, Mayor and councillors, I don't think that anyone. Um, is probably happy with the, the current situation. Uh, we have a project that I think is going to be for the benefit of not only the basketball community but the community in general. Yes, we've had long and protracted discussions um, with the Basketball Association. Yes, in the, in the history of the Basketball Association and the Council over a long extended period of time, there has been always, I think, a true partnership the Council has ably assisted the Basketball Association to, um, through a variety of means to the point where they are today. Uh, yes, the Basketball Association uh, has built their facilities on Council land, but again, with a lot of support from the Council. Uh, in historical terms, the Council, for example, uh, went guarantor for the Basketball Association to ensure their building could proceed when things um, in the financial world, world tightened up and the council has a history of providing rental relief uh, to the Basketball Association. There is no doubt that the Basketball Association provides uh, a, a, a great opportunity for um, all age groups to participate in basketball and it is a it's a great facility. Uh, it can be an even greater facility if we continue in the spirit of cooperation in the past. We have had some difficult discussions uh, in, uh, over the recent months uh, and there's been a variety of views being put forward. The Basketball Association have a view, the Council has a different view. Um, and so we have reached a point where these two views are in conflict with each other and tonight's resolution is an attempt by the Council to try and move beyond the impasse. And so the resolution breaks it into two components, in my view, Mr Mayor. Firstly, the construction. Uh, the Basketball Association and the Council have worked side by side to achieve significant levels of funding from the other levels of government, the federal and state government. Uh, and so we have to do everything in our power to try and protect that funding, which is extremely hard to get. And I don't think anyone sitting in this chamber, nor in the Basketball Association, nor in the general community, would want to face the prospect of sending that uh, funding back to the other levels of government. So it's imperative that we try and overcome the impasse, protect the funding, 
uh, and work towards firstly having the project proceed uh, on the ground. Uh, the Council in this resolution uh, in the first parts uh, it is uh, suggested can achieve that by taking away the discussions around the lease arrangements and having those discussions over the course of the passage of time that the project is being built um, and focusing on getting construction on the ground. The Council uh, in the resolution that is a recommendation that has been put forward um, is considering uh, replacing the Basketball Association's a million dollar contribution with an additional amount of money, the million dollars from the Council. Uh, this will, this will, I believe, and uh, allow the project to proceed. It will allow the Basketball Association to park their million-dollar contribution, uh, perhaps for the next set of works that is being suggested. We have, I think, councillors, a very patient builder. Uh, the builder has sat and, and, and watched as the negotiations have unfolded. We've had in recent days discussion with the builder. He still remains committed to the project, uh, as evidenced by the letter that he has furnished to the council. Uh, so we, are, we, have, we have the funding. I think all parties have the commitment to actually proceed with the project. We have a builder's ready and willing to go. Um, but we are, have this sticking point around the lease arrangements. So perhaps a wise council and a wise basketball association would actually put those uh, discussions about the longer-term lease to one side and allow the project to proceed. Currently, there is a, uh, just short of 10 years of uh, the current lease arrangement for the current area um, to, to run. Uh, so we are honouring that commitment under those conditions uh, and, and it will allow us some time to uh, actually have those longer-term discussions. The Council, on a number of occasions, has actually given the same commitment with respect to the additional works that currently sit outside the scope of the works. The scope outside of the works equates to about $3 million dollars. And if you try to vary the current contract by that amount, well, I think our procurement practices might be called into question. We have constantly said that we will scope up those works, go through the design, again in association with the Basketball Association, look for funding. We would go through the planning permit amendment process that is required and the works at an appropriate time uh, through, uh, would be then tendered out and they would then have a seamless transition into the next stage of the works. I think the Council uh, is looking through this recommendation to try and solve the, the impasse, get the project constructed uh, and, and then have those further discussions whilst this project comes out of the ground with the Basketball Association. It is an attempt to get this project moving rather than um, how it is at the moment, Mr Mayor, stalled. Thanks very much, Mr CEO. Okay, councillors, I know that there's some of you very keen to set the record straight in terms of um, the information that's been put out in the public realm by the FDBA and by the media. Unfortunately, we as council um, couldn't comment too much because all the information was in closed council. Now it's all in open council. So I'll invite um, the mover, Councillor Hampton, to uh, 
speak to the, uh, the motion. Just a, a quick question to the CEO. What was the amount of money we actually put towards St Kilda in the end? It was about five million, was it? Um, through, uh, through you, Mr Mayor, to Councillor Hampton, I think it's around the four million? Four million dollar mark. Four million. Okay, thank you, Mr Mayor. Um, councillors, I've, um, I've, I've unfortunately been forced to actually bring this um, um, discussion into open council because of all of the exaggerations that I have read both in the media, both print-wise and on the air, and exaggerations, unfortunately, put forward by the FDBA. I hear the words um, money grab, councillor money grabbing. Well, can I just give you a couple of facts? The money grab. The current rental paid by the FDBA is $28,983 per annum, not the $32,000, which was um, purported to be their rental on, on the uh, three double P, triple triple. Just a couple of examples of other basketball associations and the sorts of rent that they pay. Now, at the moment, we have asked the FDBA to, to pay the $28,900, but in our negotiations, we said that we would waive this rental until the completion of the project. So that was, in fact, giving the FDBA... A, um, a money spin of $78,000 plus. Unfortunately, um, because um, they refused to um, uh, go along with the proposal, that's now going to fall aside and that's now a, su a sum of money which the FDBA are going to lose. Now, just to, just to um, bring an example to this chamber of what other basketball associations actually pay in rental. The Casey Basketball Association, which has 5,000 members, they pay approximately $370,000 a year, a non-exclusive use of 10 courts, non-exclusive. Baronia, they pay $190,000 for six courts. Keylor pay $320,000 for six courts and knocks the same amount. Now, if you call $28,000 a year lifting to 60 when this project is complete, a money grab, well, I'll go here. One of the things which really, really concerned me when... We were negotiating with um, the FDBA. It was a last-minute push for these extra clauses to go into this agreement. And if, un unfortunately, now this document is now public and the media can read it, we have been negotiating these agree this agreement now for how long, Mr. CEO? March of Through you, Mr Mayor, negotiations started in 2015. Yeah. You need and to, then last, you now, need to finish last, up, Councillor. A last minute, 
You'll need to finish Mr. Mayor, up. Mayor, I'll this. give him an extension. Okay, Councillor Bollum's moved an extension of time. Councillor McCormick seconding. Is there any opposition, councillors? Go ahead, Councillor Hampton. And our last minute push by the FDBA to pressure this council into agreeing to something which it wasn't going to agree to in the first place. We are putting up more money for this group than we actually have for St Kilda. More than any other sporting group in this city, four and a well, it's actually now five and a half million dollars, but initially it was four and a half. But another thing which concerned me in the negotiations with the FDBA, I asked their treasurer because I had to look at their um, their audited books, and there were a couple of items in their audited books under administration expenses of one point four one four point five six nine thousand dollars without any clarification of where that money came from. So I actually asked the treasurer, could you supply me detailed accounts for this amount of money? And also I suggested I need to have the detailed accounts of payments to suppliers and employees, which in totaled one point eight odd million dollars. At the time, it was agreed to by both the Treasurer and also um, the President that I would get that information. How long ago, Mr CEO, was that to those talks? Uh, through you, Mr Mayor, to Council Hampton, that was approximately two weeks ago. I have not received any of that information, nor have the Council. Why not? because that is very, very important. It will show me where their money's being spent. But anyway, at the end of the day, we as a council have to come to a decision to get this built, because as far as I'm concerned, it's not the FDBA that I am really concerned about. It's the children and, and the other people who play this game which are going to be hindered by the, I have to say, uh, stubbornness of the FDBA to reach agreement with us. So let's build this and then we'll talk about leasing arrangements afterwards. Thanks, Councillor Hampton. Councillor Toms, as seconded, do you wish to speak to the... Uh, yes, Mr Mayor. Uh, I echo the words of uh, Councillor Hampton uh, in respect to this, um, this situation we find ourselves in. Uh, I see this recommendation as being the only way forward and have done for some time now. Um, being witness uh, since I was elected to this council of the negotiations that have gone on between council and the FDBA, uh, I have seen uh, an organisation which has in recent times uh, made extraordinary claims about council in, in claiming that council is um, somehow a bully or uh, 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 someone who is, um, you know, having a cash grab or using these colourful expressions. And I, and I have to say, there has never been a time where council hasn't actually um, provided um, more olive branches to the FDBA than we currently are, have been doing. Um, and still, uh, the FDBA haven't wanted to play. So like, um, like Councillor Hampton... Um, 
I, I see this um, as being not so much about the FDBA. I see this about all the little girls and boys that play basketball um, in this centre that will uh, miss out if uh, this is going to be protracted any, any longer. So, um, quite frankly, let's just get on with this. councils. I recommend you um, uh, uh, support this uh, recommendation. Thanks, Councillor Toms. Councillors, are there any other speakers wishing to speak for or against the motion? Councillor Mayer? Uh, I'll just say quickly that we, we can't be accused of being rigid with this motion. I think we've, I think as Councillor Hampton has clearly illustrated, we've, we've made, and, and our CEO as well, we've made concessions along the way. We've sat, we've tried to sit at the table and negotiate. Um, I think there is a lot of misinformation out there and, um, and I think that this is a very fair way forward just to actually keep things moving along and I support the recommendation. Thanks, Councillor Mayer. Councillor Aiken. Yeah, I think Council's making one of the worst decisions that's ever um, considered in this chamber. Uh, Council is pitting itself, as far as I'm concerned, against a non-for-profit organisation which services and very well services the Frankston community and has thousands of members within our community. What association or organisation in its right mind would sign a contract or a deed with this council when there is no real clarity in terms of how much they may pay in the future if council just decides at its behest to change a percentage rate? What association would do that? Because I can tell you what, Though one councillor recently claimed that I have no business acumen, um, I can assure you that I wouldn't be signing it. I have spoken to a businessman in Melbourne about this proposal and he has said he'd have to be nuts to, to uh, sign the contract. So that's just a couple of opinions that might just help you on your way. This report here, the motion for tonight, was put in my hands and all councillors' hands at 6pm this evening over dinner. I personally believe that is inadequate time to consider the um, comments that have been made in here. That's my view. This proposal, this new version, has not been discussed with the FDBA at all. Not at all. Not at all. So is that negotiation? Is that transparent? I don't think it is. And it's certainly not accountability. So we go through parts of this report and we've got choice comments. Any prior offer made by council including relief from rental during the construction period is withdrawn. Well, gee, that's really good body language. It's good talk, isn't it? It's, that's, that's how to win, win friends and influence people. Then we've got Council will consider future management occupancy arrangements for the redeveloped facility by March 31st, 2018. What does that really mean? What sort of security does that give to an association with 14,000 members? I would suggest it gives zero. I'd like to call a point of order, but I can't, yes. of course. But you'd be privy to the information that the FDBA on 3RPP, Nathan Jolly's indicated that they're looking at moving. They're looking at moving. That's why, that's why that's in there. 
if they are looking at moving, if a major association in our city is looking at moving after having uh, negotiations with this council, what's, what does that actually say for the negotiations that have taken place? What does it say when people are considering having to move because they feel driven out of a place? I wonder. I wonder what it does say. No, no, you may not like my words. You may not like hearing my words, but it's most unfortunate for all of you. Because I would suggest, Mr Mayor, as time goes by, you'll find my comments relate far closer to the truth in this matter than what has been said here this evening otherwise. Then it goes on into the body of the report and it says the intransigence of the FDBA and negotiations does underline a need for council to consider future occupancy Sorry, and Mr. management arrangements. Yes, it is entertaining. It is entertaining. Okay. Yes, That's indeed. Thank you. Oh, I'm glad you're entertained. Thank you. Go ahead, Councillor. Mr Mayor, I'm glad the councillors are entertained. Their merriment and laughter may come back to bite them badly. So the new facility, which will have its significant investment on behalf of the broader community, it may be that a direct lease arrangement with the FDBA for the redeveloped facility is not the optimal management model. Who built the building? Not Frankston City Council. It is a very substantial building. Who built it? They built it. They raised the money. We didn't build it. They did. And any hocus-pocus, and that's what I would brand it as, and people talking about the council standing guarantor, and council did, but they paid it back, didn't they? They paid it back. So it was actually, it was in a sense a type of loan, but they paid it back. They didn't take all that money from council, they paid it back. So this place, which has run highly successfully as a community facility for thousands of Frankston residents, it's almost like a form of punishment. This is almost like a form of punishment. I'm absolutely amazed. So I asked the following. What other sporting group in this city has been subjected to this sort of financial modelling? What other sporting group has been subjected to this type of financial modelling? I really wonder. Council has invested millions and millions of dollars, tens of millions, into sporting facilities without this sort of bizarre demand system being imposed Councillor upon Councillor Aitken, I'll ask you to clarify what this bizarre demand is because what's been reported by the FDBA is about three weeks old. Council came to the party. The FDBA said they wanted to pay 60000 per annum, and we agreed. And three weeks afterwards, they come back and said, no, we, we don't want to do that anymore. So can you clarify your comment? I'm happy, I'm happy to. I'm in the order. middle of making my comments, Mr Mayor. I actually don't want to be derailed, um, as some people occasionally have been derailed. So we've got the Yacht Club Council, big, brave, booming Frankston City Council, invested... What did they invest about? Ten million dollars into the Mayor, yacht club. Mr. Point of order. What the yacht is club that relevance? returning to this council? On relevance, what does the yacht club have to do with the FDBA? Absolutely nothing. It's not relevant. I'm quite able to manoeuvre around that. Council recently invested ten million dollars in a piece of infrastructure. And what return does council get out of that infrastructure? Huh? You know as well as I do. Zilch. Zilch. Mr Mayor, point of order. 
Error of fact, um, there's just been a, the tender's just been, I believe, um, in the process of being awarded to a, a company uh, for that premise. So, uh, if that is the case, then I ask a question. Yes. That's all right. That's a ma Thank you. Thank you, Mr Mayor. It's a matter of opinion. What this council is doing is a major recipe for disaster this evening. And whilst councillors may not want to recognise it, and whilst people may adopt a stature of uh, defiance or whatever, that's fine, this will come back to bite this council in a very significant way. How much, for instance, is St Kilda? Has it been paying for the use of that facility that's on council land? How much? So I think there's a whole lot of questions here that haven't really been answered. And I personally have found the... Um, You'll need to finish up, Councillor. I will. The attitude that Council has adopted in this process, I have been absolutely appalled with it and I am very unhappy with it. I find it unprofessional, I find it unacceptable and I find it is inappropriate in how you deal with a community group. Um, basically... In a, in a form, in my view, a form of bullying and threat. Thank you. Okay, that's a little bit over the top there, Councillor. That's your opinion. It's your opinion, fortunately. Councillors, are there any other speakers for or against? Councillor O'Reilly. Very, very quickly, Mr Mayor, um, just in relation to the comment about non-for-profit organisations, I know another non-for-profit organisation, it's called the Frankston City Council. Um, we don't go out and make money, we collect it from ratepayers and uh, that money we're accountable for and we have to uh, distribute that to the best detriment of the people that we represent. Now, if we're going to spend a substantial amount of money on a facility and we do it all over the, all over the municipality, we have to ensure that that facility is being run but also that we are getting a proper return on that because $5 million of ratepayers money and then to get $30,000 a year on our investment it seems a little out of whack and my point is that non-profit organisation we don't make a profit and go down the pub with it and distribute it to our rich mates or anything like that, it goes back in the community. So any money that we don't receive as rent from any of our facilities has to come out of ratepayers' pockets. We don't have a bottomless pit of cash. So if we get $30,000 less a year for a basketball facility, then that $30,000 has to come out of ratepayers' pockets, which means there's $30,000 less per year to spend on another community organisation or another sporting group. And there are plenty of them out there that aren't getting $5 million. There's plenty of them that are asking for upgrades to their facilities. So, and so as far as I'm concerned... If the Frankston Basketball Association is a non-profit organisation, and I really appreciate that fact, but they do have $1 million in the bank that they've accumulated. 
And as far as I'm concerned, that sounds like a pretty decent profit. And it's great that they're willing to contribute that back. Anyway, I'll just I'll just finish up by saying it's not as simple as the big rich council against the poor little uh, Frankston Basketball Association. We're being accountable for ratepayers' money, and if a fair amount of rent is not paid and it's short of what the fair amount of rent is, it comes out of everyone else's pocket, even those that don't play basketball. Thanks, Councillor O'Reilly. Yes, yes, of course you can, Councillor Aiken. Councillor, hang on a second. Councillor um, Aitken, I, I was elected in 2008. You were in the council before. You're, you were in the council that, uh, that agreed to that rental agreement. The councillors that, that were elected in 2008 had no option. They had to sign the lease. So you should be answering that question. No one else. Councillor O'Reilly was still in, probably in high school, for goodness sake. Almost. You're quite young. Sorry? Of course he has. I have. I have from day one when I was elected to council. But because of your involvement in the previous council, the decision was made to rent that uh, new facility at, at a peppercorn rate. So don't go asking Councillor O'Reilly. Yes, you're, you were one. That's exactly right. So you should know the answer to the question you're asking. OK, I'm not taking any more of that rubbish. OK, if you want to ask a question, ask it. Make it sensible. Councillors, are there any other speakers for or against? Councillor Bolam, are you wishing to speak? Uh, this will be incredibly brief. Um, I'm, actually, I'm actually not going to speak um, on what's already been spoken about tonight. As I divulged it, uh, during closed council debates on this issue, I have issues with the, uh, with the process that's taken place. I'm not going to debate that process um, analysis tonight. Um, um, I don't think it's, it's, uh, it, would, it would bode well in terms of debate. But what I will say, which uh, a certain councillor had just mentioned, is that I don't support late reports coming to council, especially late reports, as important an issue as this one. I think in the future we need to make sure that these, re these reports come to council uh, with plenty of notice. And uh, although I commend Council Hampton for dragging it from closed council to open council, we needed more time to read this report. Uh, thanks, Councillor Bollum. Are there any other speakers wishing to speak for or against the motion? I'm going to head over to Councillor Hampton to finish up, but I want to say a couple of things. And I want to express my absolute disgust in the way the FDBA have portrayed Council's position on not only their website, but also in our reports on Facebook and to the media. One thing that has not been made very clear at all, and I'm going to make it very, very clear now, is the misinformation is um, something that causes me great concern. Number one, and I call them membership myths from the FDBA, and I don't know what they're telling their members, but it's, it's not right. One of the things that they've come up with recently was that, and they've told everyone that council have directed the contractors at the site to stop working and that we have caused them... Uh, cause delays because we've told them to stop working. 
The fact is, no one's been told to stop working. The contractor has deployed on site. He's moved site sheds, he's connected up to power in preparation for the contract to be signed. And in fact, council officers advised the contractor to be very careful about deploying on site because if the contract doesn't go ahead for any reason, then he might find himself um, out of pocket. That's, uh, that's um, uh, garbage, number one, I'll call it, that is being fed to the um, FDBA's membership. Garbage number two is that back in June 2015, council officers um, put a, a suggestion, a recommendation to uh, councillors um, in respect to the proposed rental. The proposed rental at the time, and it was moved by Councillor Aitken, I believe, and seconded by Councillor Mayer, was that the FDBA, upon completion of their um, stadium, their new stadium, be charged the amount of 60000 per annum for the new stadium, plus a 6% levy on every dollar over $1 million that they take. Based on the figures that uh, council officers were supplied with at the time, their takes, taking was about $2.2 million, which would have added about $72, I think, thousand dollars to the rental, bringing it up to $132,000 per annum. What's the point of order? They weren't. Ha I haven't finished. I haven't finished, Councillor Aiken. I haven't finished, Councillor Aiken. They weren't happy. They said no. We want to pay sixty thousand per annum. So what did Council do at a closed meeting about? Sorry, that was in June. Recently, um, uh, the FDBA said no. We're not happy with that. After about nine or ten months, whatever it is, and we said we will have a special meeting and we will discuss it. And at the special meeting that was held about three weeks ago, the Council has decided to listen to the FDBA and. As soon as uh, the work commenced on the stadium redevelopment, we would charge uh, them no rent for the period of about 18 months until uh, the practical completion of Stage 1. After the practical completion of Stage 1, we would give them another six-month rent-free period, and then after that we would start charging them $60,000 per annum, which is what they asked us to do. And then after, after 18 months... Uh, when after they've started the 60000 we would review the rent. They do not want the rent reviewed. We have an obligation to the City of Frankston and the ratepayers and the municipality to review the rent. It's quite standard. It's quite normal. Just while we're on the subject of rent, evaluation was done by Patel Door on the current existing facilities. The current rental which could be expected in the open market is $305,000 per annum. They are paying $28,957 or $87. You might say to yourself, well, they are a sporting club. Of course they are. Why would we charge them a full rent? We wouldn't. But what is very interesting, it should be noted, and they haven't told their membership, is they're paying less than 9% of what the property is actually worth. Sure, they built the majority of it, but it was built on council land and it is a council asset. A couple of other things that I'd like to say is uh, Nathan Jolly on 3RPP advised uh, radio listeners that they're paying $35,000 per annum. I've just told you it's actually 28987 or thereabouts. He's also indicated that they've formed a subcommittee to look at possibly moving in the future. So 
we need to make sure that um, any negotiations into the future take that into account. We don't want a facility that Council have spent $5.5 million on that's going to be empty. And there's plenty of options for other tenants if they do wish to move on. I'd suggest they stay where they are because they're going to have a fantastic facility that kids of all ages will use well into the future. As I said before, the way the FDBA have behaved by tipping a big bucket of filth on the council is absolutely disgusting. I've had a great, uh, great time being a councillor in this council. I reckon I've, I've made some pretty hard decisions. I've supported people. I supported Nathan Jolly in the FDBA when I was mayor in 2012 when Nathan Jolly said, Brian, can you help us get a stadium upgrade? I said, of course I will, Nathan. I'll tell you how it's done. I'll tell you who to lobby. I'll tell you what to do with a, a, a petition with thousands and thousands of um, um, signatories. I'm very disappointed. Everything's been going along very well. The FDBA haven't got um, their way uh, and we're going to build the stadium for them now. They will have to negotiate the lease. It will be a fair and reasonable lease. The facility, once it's built, will um, have the potential to return to council about $500,000 per annum. But as I said before, they're a sporting club. We understand that. We wouldn't charge a sporting club that, but they do need to pay an appropriate amount of rent. I'll say it once more, the way they've behaved is absolutely disgusting and I'm absolutely shocked. I'm 56 years old, I've been a copper for 33 years, I've met some pretty, pretty ordinary um, situations, this one has been very ordinary. I just hope that they're happy, I hope that they do the right thing by the municipality and by their membership and allow access to the contractor. As soon as they do that, the building can commence and I'm tipping that that can happen sometime in the next few days. The ball is now firmly in their court. Councillor Hampton, would you like to sum up? I'll be brief, Mr Mayor. I think uh, Councillor um, Aitken could stop, should stop taking those cold showers. There's such a thing, Councillor, as brain freeze, and what I've heard from you tonight is just that. Mm. Well, well I'll, I'll, withdraw, I'll withdraw that comment. But, Mr Mayor, I'm probably the, one of the most sporting-minded councillors in here and I've had much to do with getting clubs, new changing rooms, new facilities in the 15 years that I've been a, a councillor with this city. And there has been no other occasion where a sporting club in this city has been offered $4.5 million by this council. $4.5 million. Now it's going to go up to $5.5 million. My job prior to um, going into business was as a, a, an EBA negotiator. And when you go in to negotiate, you negotiate and hopefully at the end of the day come to an amicable arrangement between the person you're negotiating for and the person you're negotiating against. Unfortunately, in this case, the negotiations were only going one way. They weren't, they weren't coming back. So this is what has forced our hand into doing this. I think it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do for our community, for the kids that play sport, that play basketball, and also for the seniors and, and um, other people that play it. 
They'll have an extra four courts, which will give them more playtime, and it won't extend their playing time to 11 o'clock at night. And hopefully, uh, Mr. Mayor, that this will go forward, and um, in two years' time, we'll have a lovely facility in Seaford. Thanks very much, Councillor Hampton. No, you cannot. You can't ask a question. You cannot ask a question. You know that. Debate's finished. I'm required to put the motion. I'll now put the motion. All those in favour? Councillors Mayer, Hampton, O'Reilly, Toms, McCormick, Councillor Cunial. All those opposed? Councillor Aitken. And I assume, Councillors Bolam and O'Connor, that you are abstaining? Did you get all those? Um, okay. I declare that motion carried and I hope that com uh, work can start in the next couple of days. I'm now going to call a five-minute break and we'll resume uh, at about eight or nine minutes to ten. Thank you, councillors.